Get fracked. What? Get fracked. What are you talking about? Fracking. Oh, fracking. We yeah. did talk about that during the show. We did. We fracked on. We did. We fracked a lot. We talked a lot of fracking. We didn't stop fracking. Yeah, there was a lot of fracking. And we, it was a frack house. And we had some million dollar ideas in this one too. We did. We were coming up with great ideas for Australian film industry. I know. And and also um, jury duty. Jury duty. And that yeah. comes in the end. So ladies and gentlemen, I'm Mark Williamson, your host. That's Ryan Crawford. Our special guest is Lester Diamond. Ryan, hit the music. Let's get started. Fracking idiots. Welcome to Comedy on Edge presents a chat show. I'm your host, Mark Williamson. When, when I say chat show, today it's more like a mediation session, ladies and gentlemen. As long-time listeners would know, our intern Jasmine's in hospital. Big shout-out to Jasmine. Um, get better soon, and we'll Ooh. talk to you later. Actually, I, we'll get back to that. But the reason I say mediation is, on the dials, we have Ryan, special comments, Crawford. How are you, buddy? I'm really good, Mark. How are you? You're good. Now, you're safely in the sound system. You're, I you're am. ready? You're ready? I am. I think we've got some volume on and some knobs turned and some leads plugged in and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> you're turning knobs. That's not part of the job description, buddy. I don't know what... Well, I wish somebody had told me that before I lubed up. He's, turning, he's turning stomachs more like it. And, and oh. the lady, he's once again, he's back. It's been a while since we've had him in the studio. <laughs> and, and can I just say, but, already interjecting yeah. before he's introduced. Bad yeah. habits. Bad <laughs> habits are back. And I'm, I'm about to throw to him and I can see that he's about to take a big swig of drink from his drink. So, ladies and gentlemen, there's a reason he's not on the sound, but he's back in the studio. Lester Diamond, how are you, buddy? I'm well, mate. I've got my organic orange soda from the Hipster Cafe. It's wonderful. Well, that, yeah, that is true. Like we, we you, Now, the reason I say this is a mediation, you two, you two, we haven't been in the same room. It's been a while, actually. Yeah, man. Long time no see. It's sort of like I podcasted with Lester the other week, then I podcast with Ryan, and you guys, it's, you know, clash availability. Is there no tension? Did you buy a bottle, Lester? No, you're not going to glass Ryan at any stage? There's going to be no violence? Man, that would be ironic, being glassed by an organic hipster bottle. <laughs> <laughs> you, you retaliate with a jam jar. Yeah, that's right. As long as it's biodegradable. <laughs> yeah, well, we, should, well, we were waiting, like, to, before the record, you boys went to... Now, describe the pie shop you went to. Well, I reckon... It, well, it's a is bike. It a pi- it's, it's, is it primarily, a pi- it's primarily a bike shop. It's primarily a bike shop. It's got bikes everywhere. It's got bike accessories, and they're not. And they are hipster bikes. They're not like they're not like you know, racing bikes. So they're like, bikes without gears. That yeah, yeah. no gears, just brakes. Yeah, that's right. They're like old timey. I'm pretty sure I saw a penny farthing in there, and that'd be real. That, that gives you the big cred, doesn't it? When you're riding one of those, they got barrels for tables. Yep. Right. Yep. And and tins for seats. And <laughs> and when and when you look, when we were going down there to buy pies. Yeah. Mark, I know you didn't want a pie, but we well, went down to buy pies. And on the chalkboard, it had three different types. It had funky pie, steak pie, and chicken pie. Well, say so now when you say funky pie, is that named in homage of our good friend Colin Funky Miller? <laughs> <laughs> there was there was a bit of a blue tuft coming out the top of it, but um, <laughs> what what this pie actually is? Because I was like interested. I thought maybe that's like some kind of chili steak thing or something that I'd actually be interested in having. But no, it was vegan. Vegan pie. He had three different types of vegan pie. He was getting halfway through his third description of the third one, which I think was shiitake mushroom. I was like, <laughs> I've heard enough, dude. I want. I just want a steak pie. Yeah, but hang on, hang on. I'm thinking to myself, so it was just said funky pie. It just said funky pie. I would think that around this neighborhood, vegan pie would probably be a better selling point. Probably. Because there are, and you know, there are a lot of vegans around, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I am. Want, apparently want pies. But yeah, well, that's bad marketing. But yeah, like I don't get why you guys would go to a bike shop. Like, I don't get the connection between bike shops and pies. No, I don't get it either. I mean, it, well, it's the only one nearby. <laughs> there's four cafes nearby. Do any you, of them sell pies? 
Well, yes, they do. There's a new one that's opened up around the corner. I will say it was unnerving that the oh, what was he, fifty year old gentleman there, the uh, the hippie gentleman running the place, had suffered a, a terrible bushwalking injury the week before. <laughs> a bushwalking, a bushwalking <laughs> injury. Seriously, yeah. hang yeah. on. How did you come over? You guys were only gone five a, minutes. You got his life story. Well, he, 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 had a, he had a big blue cast on. Did you yeah, ask him? He had like a, a hand cast. It looked like a, a professional ten pin bowling apparatus, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't. And I said, what happened to your hair, man? And he goes, oh, man, I tore tore the tendon off the bone. I went, fuck, how'd you do that? He goes, bushwalking. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, he fell down a hole, grabbed onto some reeds, and it tore the tendons off his fingers. Oh, yeah, that would hurt. That would hurt. But I would just, like, when you asked him what you do, did you think, oh, maybe he's had an accident in the kitchen and the pies are tainted? Sweeney Todd style was that why you asked because <laughs> yeah. you're not a gentleman that tends to care about other people Lester let's be honest well, yeah, it's true but I was going to ask him to do a 10 pin bowling job but I thought it was going to, it was going to fall flat so I, I just um, I saved it for the podcast and it fell flat again so, yeah yeah well well done so you know we, we won't be watching <laughs> Kingpin after this after this show so that because you guys you guys went and got the pie and you said you want to go then I Fans of me of the podcast. No, I hate hipsters. I just can't stand. And so the thought of going into a hipster selling bike shop, Kate. Man, just, I didn't know how hardcore hipster this place was going to be. I well, mean, it's I a thought, bike shop I that thought, sells pies. I thought it's selling pies. How hipster can it be if it sells pies? Turns out very, very, very hipster. I'm going to say the staff aren't as bad as the patrons. Yeah, I, I think that's okay. I'm sure this guy's probably a nice guy. Yeah, like, very nice. But I mean, you know, my point of view is if. I, I think if, I think the the one guy actually talking about them being nice. There's the one guy. I'd imagine it's not that big a shop. Pies. How many staff were there? That left three there was like, girls. Oh, there's about half a dozen of them. There was yeah. two in the back, like selling bikes, and there was like two in the front making pies. I will say, I that think it's a drug front. I think you guys <laughs> walked into. I am feeling a bit woozy after that. I'm just pie. thinking, like, because it's a small shop. It wouldn't. How many how many tables would it sell? Given the speed they were moving, I'd say it's a ketamine front. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's true. God, I think that's actually a side effect of a hipster cafe. It's like, I don't care, man, so it's going to take a while. I think it's the beards weighing down their faces. It takes a lot of effort. What happened in the comedians in cars getting coffee with Seinfeld and Colin Quinn? They went to some trendy Brooklyn cafe, and Seinfeld, the billionaire, says... I think we're in trouble here. I think we're going to be suffering from hipster service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. They just don't know how to get their ass into gear, do they? It took it took quite a while. Like we were in line. There was only two people in line in front of us, and I think one of them, all they were doing was paying their bill. So there's nothing to get for this person. That took about five minutes. And <laughs> then, then, then there's the next person, like going, oh, I don't know, maybe I'll uh, just stand here and think. So they weren't even serving him because the cousin was wasting time. And then, and then eventually ordered something stupid. I can't remember what it was. And it, that took another five minutes. And what we're talking about is getting something out of the out of the, the <laughs> thing behind them and putting it in a paper bag and giving it to them and charging them the money. It took fucking ages. You will notice I'm experienced at the town bike. And um, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what it's called. That was your nickname at high school, I believe, <laughs> the town bike. But um, so you, you notice I didn't order. You've just a given a today. free plug to this didn't place. Order that we're about I didn't order a coffee for that very reason because it took 15 minutes last time. <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, because you get that feeling, don't you? It's like, oh, dude, you can't rush this man. It's gonna it's gonna be good. When it comes in 15 <laughs> But hang on, yeah, hang on. I just want to go back. You said that how long does it take to get a pie and put it in? in a you bag. asked some questions. You said, what's a funky pie? And he went into elaborate. So you were holding up the process. He was. It was hipster. Like, it's not like Le- Lester would have just gone in and go, this is how much money I've got. Give me that amount of pies. I was in such a rush. I didn't even ask if it was chicken or meat. And I found out to my dismay it was chicken. <laughs> no, 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 no. You, so you're like, what? Tell them what, tell the full story what happened. You said what? You said oh, m- mushroom pie. I said, "What pies do you got there?" And he says, "I've got mushroom and I've got steak and gravy." I said, "Mushroom," because I love mushroom. But um, so I get it back, and then it's chicken, uh, and you bite into into it. It. It's yeah. chicken and mushroom. 
that's something we'd never get in a, in a, in a real pie shop. No, no. They were specified to a pie eater. This is steak, <laughs> or this is chicken. Yeah, it'd have it'd have the chicken label well and truly. Up so front. you think you should have said chicken and mushroom? Not... I think I think this is the same problem with the funky pie. Like straight away. <laughs> so you're you're blaming me for holding on the line. All I can say is fuck you on that one, Mark. Because basically, I have just asked a simple question: What is a funky pie? The answer really could have just been immediately: That's a vegan pie. And I said, Well, clearly I'm not eating that. So I'll just move on, order something else, and go. So what you're saying: The six employees that they have in this tiny cafe. That's probably about the same size as the podcast studio we're recording in, they need to learn how to label things. Yeah, basically. And what, you came back with a drink, Lester? What was the drink? Well, back to the pie quickly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lester's never too far off the pie. <laughs> no, no. In a, a real pie shop, chicken pies are labeled like peanuts for peanut allergies. Like, it's like, it's, yeah, it's yeah. that dangerous. To, May contain traces yeah. of chicken. So, it's yeah. right. So, like, this is. It's a disgrace to Australia, this place. <laughs> well, I, I think it, it, the fact they sell hipster bicycles and pies, it's not... <laughs> but I don't get why they embrace the hipster stuff. Like, I would think it's a bike shop. The two, it's the Giro d'Italia is on at the moment. We got, we're almost in Tour de France season. It's peak bike interest at the moment. Why aren't they? Dre- why aren't the staff dressed in um, the lycra? Why aren't they embracing the? They're clearly not about athleticism or speed at this place. But they're selling bikes. If it's a true bike shop, they should be selling EPO. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't know what went into that chicken, buddy. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. When they say, "Yeah, they're funky pies," um, we get yeah. a La- Lance Armstrong special. You know, <laughs> side of tainted blood on the site. Yeah, one of his nuts are in there. Yeah, I'd, I'd be careful with that sauce packet you got there. You guys, you guys, you guys into the Tour de France? No, I despise it. You despise it. It's a beautiful scenery, I gotta say. See, I like watching it. Like it's, I like it when you just because it's he's spectacular. You know, you watch wrong, you see that. Yeah, because France is a spectacular country. I don't mind it, but I don't understand how it works. Like, yeah. no, that's, that's basically what I was going to say. I I don't understand it, and I don't like things that I don't understand. I don't I, like the whole race seems so. I mean, even without the drugs thing, which of course was always happening, that right? ruins it for me. Yeah, but even without that's every, even, there's not one sport that you can say is completely free of. No, but, but this is so tainted by it. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, like, you just know if five years after someone wins it, they're going to be done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, I mean, even without the drugs, though, I'd say it it always just looks like the fix is in. Like they have these weird, big, long teams. And they don't, you don't know kind of who's the, you know, master and commander of each team. And then somebody ends up at the end kind of winning it because their team has kind of done this and that. I I just don't get it. Like it just makes, I don't understand how that works. It looks like it should be an individual thing, but it's not. It's a team thing. No, it is a team. Like I can, I'd say I get the team aspect of it because I mean, they drive, it's a fair effort. And like you, the Tour de France is oh, comprised because you got <laughs> your sprinting section, yeah. you got your climbing your section, and your overall. Oh yeah, now, and, you, and you got your different jerseys. You got your pink, your, your, your polka pink, dot, your polka pink, dot for King of the Mountains. That's right, your pink one. Green for, for the sprinters. Oh, that was pink for sprinters. No, it's green for the sprinters. Right. It's polka dot for the King of the Mountains. Should be pink. The overall leader is the yellow jersey. Yeah, they're, the, they're the, the three jersey. jerseys. I know the yellow jersey. Yeah. Well, uh, the, I, when I was wearing mine on the Tour de France a couple of years ago. See, I know more about the Tour de France than you, and you frequent hipster bike cafes. I don't think those. Guys know anything about the Tour de France? The guy there had, um, was, was wearing a Grateful Dead jersey. So. Yeah, oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> of course. Was it tie dye? Was it, of course. I, I Stupid re- question. Grateful Dead tie dye. We know that. <laughs> I didn't get the Grateful Dead. Like, have you listened to any of their music? I mean, I think you have to be on acid to get it. But I, mean, it's, I think it's just one big solo, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just a jam session. I don't know anything about it. Grateful Dead. Just uh, yeah, Grateful yeah. Dead. I, I thought you were talking about some sort of zombie movie. It's in the Tour de France section for you. What sport? What sport are you into, Ryan? What, uh, like if I, I said to you, it's it's like for me, it's Saturday Arvo. It's my prime sport watching time. Yeah, which is ironic because both rugby and AFL seem to not play any Saturday afternoon sports anymore. If yeah. I had to guess, I'd suggest Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> 
Is that being classified as a sport now? Um, yeah, no, totally. I'm a level 20 paladin. Um, no, I, I, having never played Dungeons and Dragons, I could say my Saturday afternoon sport watching would definitely be um, soccer. We've discussed this before. I know what a fan you are of it, Mark. You love it. Um, in fact, I'm pretty sure you're a big fan of it too. What do you call it? Ballet, grass ballet or something? Well, that's what's called in Newcastle. But Yeah, yeah. Uh, my theory on soccer, the world game that, uh, that 10 million people love, um, including out of space. Than that. Um, 10 million. 10 million. 10 billion. <laughs> yeah, 10 billion. <laughs> it's fatally flawed, soccer, in my opinion, because yeah. such, should, a low, such a low-scoring game with, with perfect skills and all the rest of it can be decided by some bloke in a ponytail falling over in the penalty box. Like, <laughs> the whole World Cup's decided just by some arbitrary call on whether someone might have been had their ankle nipped or something. I think it's a bit much to say that the whole game is fatally flawed on the basis of a little weakness in the rules and how they're enforced. Big weakness. Italy-Australia World Cup quarterfinal. No, I remember that one. Remember, remember with all... I'm all, saying, all like, in a, game, in a game where scoring so important to have something so arbitrary as that, that rule? I don't know. Like, I think every sport has its problems with rules and whatever. Like, oh, I yeah. mean, you're talking about, like... Like rugby league is just a joke well, at the moment with all their TV refs, and most of those problems are off the field. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Big um, shout out to friend of the show Ray Hadley. How are you, buddy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you have to some outline for the listeners the Ray Hadley reference. Though. I think they can Google it on their own. We're not getting into litigation territory. Okay. I just yeah, gave no. the guy a shout out. That's in whatever context you choose to put that in. You should know with your background. We should just. Do, do you think his ex-wife's getting a new golden microphone or? <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm. I, I don't really want to get sued, Lester. It's just a question. It's just a question. You're right. You're right. Well, yeah. For those who don't know the story, Google Daily Telegraph Ray Hadley, and they'll give all the coverage there because they've got a legal team to cover it. But yeah, yeah the, the golden mic, you know. <laughs> well, does he have a golden microphone? That's John. That Lewis. John yeah, Lewis. John. Lewis. Carl Sandland's got one too. All right. Must just be the thing. You, is it like an award? Do they sort of go? Who's the biggest prick in um, yeah. radio yeah. at the moment? He's a golden mic. Oh, Lord, he's retired. To the 12th annual Alan Dick Jones, Kyle Sandalaz. Hey, Kyle, you're a bigger dick than Alan. Yeah. Actually, see, this week, Alan's came out against coal seam gas. He's Alan he? Jones. Yeah, he's, he's got on board. You know, I think it. I think Get Up was stunned that it's like, hang on, we agree with this guy on something. What? Yeah, it was confusion there. Yeah, now I'm starting to think maybe Colsim Gas can save the planet if he's if he's for it. Can someone explain to me what the fuck fracking is? Fracking is uh, resident science guy. I thought fracking it was something from Fraggle Rock. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, you can't, I'm pretty sure what it is is that you kind of you um, put apply pressure and liquefy a, a bedrock down underneath the ground that actually has natural gas in it to kind of force it out, and then it comes into the pipes and then they you know, take it out of there. It's kind of like um, yeah, I, I'm probably screwing this explanation up, but it's basically just a way of kind of getting gas out of, well, coal seams, basically. You, you, you put in water, I think, to split the, to put extra pressure on the rock and it forces all the gas out. So why is everyone on Twitter complaining about it? <laughs> That's my next oh, question. Well, because I think it, it does it great up, damage. It fucks up the water table. So there's like, there's like documentaries and stuff that, that this guy did in America about fracking and, and coal seam gas. And he's going around to people's houses and lighting the water on fire that's coming out of their taps. Wow. It's like Sam Booker. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sam Booker on tap. See, yeah. you should be a marketing guy for the fracking industry. <laughs> no, I, think, I think the big industry, like the problem I've got at the moment, because they want it, the Hunter, Ga- the Hunter Valley, which is prime horse and wine territory, that the fracking's occurring on farmland. And I think it's something to do with mineral rights. So the mining companies can buy the mineral rights for your land. And to get there, they've got to drill through your land. So, right. yeah, it's that's it's the, it's the argument over. Do we want 
um, you know, do we want natural gas or do we want farmland? It's not like the um, and also Taco Bell. Why but also, can't we have both. <laughs> <laughs> but also that it's a it's a it's a it's a type of mining that's like they do it that way because it's cheaper than actually getting down into it and actually pulling it out in a, in, a, in a safer way. And it, and it just is actually environmentally hazardous as they do it, basically. Well, guys, so, you know me. I'm, I'm a big fan of the environment. But I, if I'm cooking a stir fry, I, I want the, the added um, agility of natural gas. I don't want, like, fucking... Um, I like this idea that you can get water you can catch on fire. That's, that's pretty... <laughs> that's a Game of Thrones, right? Imagine yeah. that. You know, you got your little dinner party, you know, you'd st- and rather than having candles, you can just have, like, the glass of water just light it up. Hey! Yeah, exactly. I think it'd be... It'd be a Mar- I'm going to send that one to Martha Stewart. And, and everybody, after dessert, I'll show you my new trick. I untitled it, Jesus is a Pussy. <laughs> water in the fire. <laughs> yeah. You, would it be hazardous to drink water with fire? I think the water itself isn't... Is that what the Indians mean with fire water? <laughs> Well, the Colombians call um, aguardiente fire water. It's like a, another Sambuca-based product. Oh, uh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a spirit. Have you guys ever had Bacardi 141? No. no. It's about 60%. When we... Comedy on Edge, which runs Tuesday nights at the Chippendale Hotel. Come on down, 8 o'clock. Only 10 bucks. Great show. But before at the Chippendale Hotel, we used to be at the Hotel William. And they had a, a shot called the ABC. It was absinthe, Bacardi Jesus. 141, and chartreuse. Oh. It tasted like petrol. It was just, it was Bacardi one for one. I think it's like 60 or 70% alcohol. It is just revolting. Well, absinthe is petrol in itself. So. <laughs> I like absinthe. No, but absinthe is only about 40%. It's, if you get the one with the milkwood, the hallucinogens, then yeah. it gets a bit more a bit more rickety. But yeah, and chartreuse, green chartreuse is just awful yeah, if you've gross. ever had it. They used to call that like a house. I think it was like a howling wolf. When we first started drinking, you know when you first start drinking when you're 18 and you want to try everything there is? I remember one night they're like, do you want a howling wolf? And my mate's like, oh, I'll have that. And they gave a shot of chartreuse. It was this green thing. And she goes, why is it called a howling wolf? He took a shot and started, ah! That's why it's called the howling wolf because it's <laughs> making 18-year-olds howl. I thought you he picked up a guitar and started playing mad blues. <laughs> no, 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 definitely not. Yeah, man. What is Saturday? Like, we're recording this on Saturday morning, boys. I had a read of the papers today, and there's an interesting story in there. Um, Aussie Hugh Jackman, we like him at the moment. We do. Yeah, yeah, he's put out... Wolverine! There's an article saying that Hugh wants to do more films in Australia, but nobody contacts him. He (laughs) said if you give him a call, he'll come to Australia and do a film. Yeah, right. Yeah. Now, I was thinking... I, I, I'd like to make a film. Settle, settle down, ladies. Not that kind of film. Well, I was thinking, you know, maybe we'd get him to star in a porno. Yeah, yeah. It'd be like Wolverine. We could make some big dollars on that. You could. Yeah, and I mean... More like Wolverine'd. <laughs> <laughs> Man, so you're the guy that comes up with those titles for pornos. Yeah. Edward Penis Hand. That was a gold one. Yeah. Edward Penis Hand. You peaked at that one. Yeah, yeah. What are, those, like, what are the movies have you been in? Like, I, I'm not, I'm not an Jackman. X-Men. I'm not an X-Men fan. He was in... Um, so I don't really watch it. Um, the one with Russell Crowe with a son. You know, oh, Les, Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Yeah. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. Um, back in the day in Australia, one of his Australian films was a movie called Erskineville Kings. He was in Paperback Hero. That was a t- made-for-TV one with Claudia Carvin. Um, of course, he did all the X-Men ones. Now you mention it, apart from X-Men, what the fuck is he in? Uh, there was one, something with robots where they were was fighting in, with he robots. He was in Australia. He was in that. Uh, yeah, that one. And we don't mention Australia. Let's no. let's let's let's. The Baz Luhrmann travesty against humankind. Yeah, I, I was so um, excited when it got announced, and when I saw it, I was just really. Devastated. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like I, I think Baz isn't my type of like. He's. I'm not Romeo and Juliet. Appreciate that, Moulin Rouge, but it's not my type of movie. So I didn't have many expectations with Australia, and then it's like, oh, we're going to film this in the Australian outback. We're going to have the Ice Queen Nicole Kidman in it. 
Yeah. Yeah, come on. The bar was set pretty low with I that. I just finally remember the name of that robot movie, Real what? Steel. And, really? Uh, yeah, it's called Real Steel. And he's also in a he's also in a movie um, after the X Men called Swordfish with uh, Halle Berry. Oh, and John that Travolta. was quite yeah, good, good, I think. Film, yeah. yeah, I didn't mind. I that. think that was in that. It was well, maybe, good, good maybe we should action. maybe we should get a Kickstarter together and we can make a film. Like I think Australian the Australian movie industry at the moment we need to get it Kickstarter. I know the budgets oh, cut man. everything back, yeah. but maybe if we all get a Kickstarter, Gina can cook. We could set something. Like we can Hugh Jackman, he'll star in it. What ideas have we got, boys? What about Temptation where? A guy gets married early to like an, an older, attractive woman, but then gets unlimited pussy thrown at him when he becomes a Hollywood star, and he has to like <laughs> hypothetical, <laughs> hypothetical storyline. Well, maybe we could throw it out even further. The same guy could be tempted by not just young young women; it could be young men as well. And it's like, and, and then maybe he could have. Then maybe he could he could release a sing. Um, he could sing a bit, and he could have a swing album. And there's be no like, way. Which way does he swing? There's no way he swings that way. I can't believe people think he's gay. It's ridiculous. I wasn't implying that at all no, for you anyone weren't. listening to this who may want to sue me. You weren't suing, getting sued. It was, it was the people in the public. Well, it is. About. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, oh, it's no, but it's quite a common rumor about him, which is stupid. Like, like it's it, it, it comes up, comes up. Oh, all but the time. then again, I think I've heard the rumor. And for those who haven't put two and two together and made four, <laughs> is it alleged rumor that none of us in this room condone or agree with that Hugh Jackman is gay? But I've heard that rumor about so that's, many people. That's, like that's, I've heard that rumor about Lachlan Murdoch. I've heard that rumor about. I reckon. I reckon it's pretty typically Australian kind of attitude. Yeah. Like yeah. For, for this, Lerman, this guy. This guy sings well, and this yeah. guy sings and dances. <laughs> he sings and dances. Therefore, he must be a poof. Like that's basically what's going on there. Like, yeah. You know, and, and of course, the readership of like whatever magazines come up with that crap are like in, into that kind of. I'm a big Peter Allen fan, right? But it just goes to show how gay Peter Allen is. Someone plays him in a fictional portrayal, and he gets the rumors thrown on him. <laughs> well, it wasn't Hugh Jackman wasn't the only one. Um, Todd McEnany, who's who's a proud gay man, he he played Peter Allen too. So it's sort of, you know, two out of three. <laughs> yeah, but it, no, you're right. It's a tall poppy syndrome. I mean, Hugh Jackman is a talented actor. We're getting off. We're getting into litigious territory. Why the are we goal in, of this? We're not in litigious territory. We're just standing up for the guy. There's no, there's no well, way we're going to yeah, get in but trouble. I was thinking, we got off topic because I, wanna... I think he appreciates it. Yeah, oh, yeah. he does. <laughs> when well, he listens to this, I know he does. Big, big shout out to Hugh. Well, we're trying to we're, pitch. We're him on a your movie. side, dude. He wants to yeah. work in Australia, and I think we've got the brains trust here to create something. Yes, we do. Lester's come up with an idea. I've got it. New Zealand. <laughs> 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 that could work. That could work. Yeah. Who would? I think we need more than just a country. What he could just drive around New Zealand. Yeah, it works for bad. It's just a country. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, but yeah we want to aim higher than Australia. I reckon he just he, he's a big fan of Lord of the Rings. He goes on a tour of New Zealand and uh, just explores all the sites from Middle Earth. Yeah, I, I think we need a bit more. Than you that. don't think that's a good I, enough I think a story? Bit more. Yeah. Um, that drag queens go on a bus in the desert or something. I, that never fly. There's <laughs> yeah. no way that. Or what next? We could have one where he's a da- so he he can be dancing. We will call it strictly ballroom. <laughs> yeah. What next? Maybe some girl called Muriel. He could marry her. I was just going through a list of Aussie actors that have made a, like a Australian film and become big stars in Hollywood. Paul McCurry's name wasn't on that list. What the hell? But he does him? a good <laughs> travel show. He does a have cooking, you seen, cooking travel? Yeah, isn't it? cooking. Yeah. Like he normally does it on a Saturday Arvo. Oh, they show that's it. That's good. It's to on hear. Channel Seven, and that's it's like he's hear. a really good host. Like good. he'll go to Tassie. He'll go. Oh look, there's a mountain. There's a sheep. This guy farms sheep. I'm going to cook you a nice lamb meal, and it's gonna a make good you, meal. Going to make he, you a sheep dish. Yeah, it's a nice, a nice. Maybe, maybe do you think Hugh Jackman could do a cooking show? Oh, he'd be killer in a cooking show. I think he'd be pretty good. He's oh. the most likable guy in the world. And I mean, you could do like you know, you could do the old jokes like you know, he could have like the guest chef on. Oh, we're going to chop onions, and then 
Hugh um Hugh can just come out and go, oh, Wolverine style. And go, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that'd be a good, a Hugh oh. Jackman cooking show. Oh, Wolverine cooking show. That's even better. Chop, chop, oh. chop, 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 chop. That'd be awesome. I look at him and playing this Wolverine part where he's got like 10 million bucks a, a spot. But like how much weights has he got to do for that 10 million? Like is that, he's actually earning his money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just by saying fit. It's like, God, I hate being fit, but God, the money's good. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah I can imagine. But like, be, he, he looks like terrible. a professional wrestler. Well, yeah, he's in pretty good shape. Well, he's funny enough. He's been a guest on the wrestling. WWE Raw has guest hosts, and he's been on a couple of times. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, he's a pretty good. So, but so we a cooking show. What about um maybe they could have a spin off of the X Factor, the X Men Factor, <laughs> yeah. where we could get guys dressed up as a fa- and you could go, oh no, you haven't got it, son. Oh, you have. But but what about a movie? So New Zealand. What would New Zealand entail? Uh, I don't know. That was kind of a throwaway line. We uh, could come up with another another topic. About, I reckon. What about? ICAC. Okay. Oh, yeah. He could he be like could, the like, head lawyer. He could be the head lawyer. You reckon a lawyer? Yeah. Or do you think he could be the, he's the honest the politician who everyone's trying to bring down? No, I want he's, him... I think I, he's too young to play Barry O'Farrell. I, I, want, think. I want him to be the barrister. He's the barrister. He's going after, like, the corrupt police. And then, like... They start coming after him, like where he lives. You know? I put it to you, Sergeant. You, you were given a cask of box wine. Yes. Oh, yes. That yeah, the tense, the drama, yeah, and because yeah. you could have a montage scene when the stress is getting too high. He could go for a run down the beach with his chest, yeah, bare chest, and <laughs> just running down. I think I think we've got a winner there. ICAC, yeah. ICAC, ICAC, the Hugh Jackman interpretation. That'd yeah. be good. What about Australia? We don't do enough comedies. No, we don't. Like uh, now, our biggest movie. Of all time is Crocodile Dundee. It's massive. Is that and the biggest? Is that the biggest of all Australian time? still? Yeah. Well, I, well, the castle. Di- I don't think did any. I'm talking international. Yeah, well, right. America was massive for yeah. Crocodile Dundee. So it's I think it still castle. is. Like I heard somewhere the other day that it is like still the most played Australian movie of all time. Timeless. Well, let's just say, look, if it's not, it's in the top five. Yeah, and and besides which, I don't I don't want to hear any Crocodile Dundee haters out there because like that's a good movie. It's actually a really good film. I think it's a good movie too. I think it is. Um, one and two are good. We won't talk about three, but you know, I don't know how good two is. I think two's, two's not bad. Two, I struggle. Two's with two. the one with the Colombian drug lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I liked. I, I didn't mind two. Like I like, I like very eighties. Well, that scene when he walks through and he goes the guy quick hands and throws him a snake. That's pretty funny. There was some funny moments in it, but but ultimately, <laughs> that's, that's definitely the that's an Aussie movie. <laughs> think, but think, maybe we think can... quick, think quick, comma. Here's a snake. I'm surprised he didn't throw a crocodile at him. <laughs> Come on, we're gonna make it believable. Yeah, that's right. But the success of Crocodile Dundee, maybe Hugh could do sort of a modern day, you know, son of Dundee. Like, you know, he could just be found wandering the desert, and you know, Paul Hogan could have a cameo, and then maybe this time instead of going to L.A., he could go to London or Paris. Yeah, right. Or, or New Zealand. So is it we're going to do the rom-com thing again where he's like the reporter's come and been interested well, in I think the reporter's been done. Maybe, I mean, maybe if he's been wandering around the bush, maybe, maybe there could be a crooked politician who wants to, who wants to, who so, wants to, who wants to frack his <laughs> land yeah. and they sort of, he's the politician's PR, oh, press secretary. I like it. The miner comes. The miner yeah. comes, and and he's like in his land. Where he's, look, he, no, where he's, he's looking been after him. He's his mate. He's like, yeah, he, Mick, yeah. Hugh Jackman's son of Mick. He's just been walking around for what, just on his own. Yeah, and he could fall in love with the press secretary, whose job is to get him to sign away the mine to do the rights. PR on the and mine. She, and she can be played by the Romanian Geldof girl. No, no, I don't no, know. Who that she's is. a bit young. I think like you got to be re- like what Hugh's what forty? Is he? He's a he's either late thirties or forties. I think he's in his late forties. Is he? 
He looks young. So you've got to be realistic. You need probably someone in their late 20s, early 30s. What's Holly Valance doing these days? <laughs> Is she, she must be well, I think she married up. a billionaire. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Well, there's your funding for the film. <laughs> you know, it's like Holly, he probably goes, oh, Holly, you know, you want to do a comeback? Or what about Melissa Tacouts? Is she, she still on the picture? Is that how you pronounce it? I, I I'm guessing. I, I thought it was I reckon, I reckon I want J-Law. I don't think we I want, want to. I want J-Law. Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, I love J-Law. Yeah, but no, it has to be Australian. I think, I think we've got to. Well, jobs. Look, the Australian that, economy is not racist. doing. No, that, I think if you got J Law and Hugh Jackman in there, there'd be plenty of Australian but jobs why, going around. Why would an Australian politician have an American because press secretary? It's an American mining company. No, but keep, keep me up with the um, with the modern references. Uh, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles. <laughs> <laughs> Julia Stiles. Yeah, man. She was in Dexter. Was the last thing she. Oh, she that was. was no, she I, think, look, I think this has got to be. Look, we've got to get. Abbott, we've got a budget crisis. We need to get the Australian film industry. Yeah. I think Son of Son of Dundee, which I think it's a working title. I think it's <laughs> got to be Australian. So I, I think I'm sorry, I'm going to veto you, You've Jennifer Lawrence. You stole that from Son of Mask. I know you have. I didn't yes. even think of that. I was just like Son of Dundee, <laughs> Son of Dundee, and the post the tagline could be like, you know, they could just show him treading in antelope shit, and he goes, "I'll oh, sod it," because it must be time for sod to come back. You remember when people like sod. go sod, sod it, yeah, sod off. So I think it can be bringing back the vernacular. It's also oh. um, out of the castle. They had the, the greyhound Coco and then son of Coco. Son, oh yeah, well there you go. That was excellent. Michael Caton, we'd have to, he'd have to have a role in it. Michael Caton's definitely got a role. Maybe, maybe he could be the he'd be the father of um, no no Mick was it Paul Hogan's. Well, Paul father. Hogan can't play because because Paul oh. Hogan looks twenty years you know, younger than when he was. You know you've got to have a cameo of Paul Hogan just uh, for tax reasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure the I'm sure the tax department have watched the movie. Well, you have to bring Wesley Snipes in too. But the um, Kate, no, I think Michael because remember the in in Dundee there was the old fella Bluey or whatever he was Mick's friend who was like yeah. that. I think I don't think he'd be still around. Wait, what a, so maybe Michael Caton could play that role. Oh yeah, I know Mick's son. Oh, he's a top bloke. What was the girl's name? Um, the for for the love interest in um, Mira's wedding, who was the you know Mira's friend. I can't remember her name, but she's oh, quite from, big. Oh, um, I know who you mean. Um, you're terrible, Muriel. Was yeah. it? What's no, her name? Not you. She didn't say you're terrible. Sophie. Name. No, 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 not her. Um, the I, was, I keep wanting to say Rebecca Gibney, but that's not it. Well, it's, she, uh, we, 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 is Rebecca Gibney free? She could. She'd have to have a role for sure. We're not, no, no, is no it, googling. We've got to come up with this organically. Yeah, what about it. Sophie Lee? Is she a Castle alumni? She'd be. Yeah. She'd be due for a comeback. Yeah, she would. So I think I think this she was, is my... she was also in Muriel. I think we're forgetting a um, untapped resource here. Former Australia's funniest home video hosts. Yeah, well, Kim where'd... Kilby. Kim Kilby. What about Jackie Kennedy? Jackie, Jackie Kennedy. <laughs> she could be the she could be the judge because I think it, the final scene had come Mc... down to you a mean court Jackie case. McDonald. Jackie, Jackie McDonald. McDonald. I was oh, going to yeah. say. <laughs> I think Jackie Kennedy might might be a bit thin these days. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kennedy, McDonald, same thing. Indeed. But do you remember? Uh, yeah. You're thinking of Kennedy's home because it was a Kennedy. Yeah, before that, wasn't it? Graham Kennedy, Graham hosted Kennedy, it, and, Jack, and then Jackie man, McDonald's. There's, a, there's will go like for some it. sort of monstrous amalgam of. of, of there's a sex tape talent. you don't want to yeah, see. Right. What about John Kennedy for the brawl of Mick? <laughs> but going back to sod off, right? Yeah. The reason sod off's not coming back is because swearing has recently been discovered to actually be good for you. It's actually good for you, and and it actually reduces pain. Like they've done, like. Uh, They've done experiments on people where they say, right, um, we're going to like inflict this pain on you. Basically, it's uh, what they do is they have to put their hand in ice water, right? And if you um, – one, one person's not allowed to say anything. They just have to endure it for as long as possible. 
and then they can take it out. And the other person's allowed to swear while their hand is in the ice water. And hands down, swearing means they can put up with the pain for longer. And, and where was this study done? The Navy? And a fucking... <laughs> Jesus. The Navy? No, it's like a dude in England. I saw it on a... Um, I did remember reading the article, but I didn't go into the details. I saw a headline, swearing's good for you. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it's, it's a pain. It's like a Premier League. It actually, like... Um, it makes sense. It makes a lot of sense. Because um, your brain's thinking... Oh, whatever. <laughs> so, so what, basically what you're saying is the marketing campaign for the movie Australia yeah. should have been focused at Tourette's people. That's right. They come could on. have endured the movie better than the normal. Australia, come and fucking see it. Has anyone seen that movie? Like, have you seen Australia? this? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw it. Have you? No, right. I haven't seen it. I haven't either. I, I heard the marketing. I'm like, oh, that's Baz. It's... No, it was just, it was so ham-fisted and just... Ham-fisted or hammy? Yeah, just like... What was it? Was it the story? Was it the editing? Was it, it the was acting? Everything. It was like, uh, you know, they, they got the they had ab- Aboriginal guys working, they're getting treated badly, and then, and then they come and save the day and all sort of stuff, you know? Like, oh, I guess I just did. It was cliched then. Cliched. Yeah. So what you're saying is for um, Sun and Dundee, Baz doesn't get the nod as director. No. 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 Like, so what, if it was done, like... Um, Look, I'm actually Australia a bit of a fan of Baz's. I don't mean to come off too oh, no, anti no, I'm, I'm not Because I think Strictly Boring is a great film. I do too. I actually think his Romeo and Juliet was amazing. It was so good. But I think he's got a style that probably doesn't translate well into an outback comedy. No. We'd probably need someone a well, bit... I tell you who should have done that film, Francis Ford Coppola. That would have been a great epic. Australia. Yeah. Yeah, probably. So probably. Like, someone like him who does epics. Is it too soon to reboot Australia? I mean, maybe with, with the success of Son of Dundee, which is going to bring us millions, we can sort of go, well, I mean, <laughs> obviously, because right. you you're only as good as your next project. We've got Son of Dundee in the can. We've got to get, um, you know, the next, do you think maybe we'll reboot Australia? Or maybe we could, because um, what was the storyline of Australia? Was it, was it, it was involved at something it was in World, World War II, II, wasn't it? Yeah, she, like she was on a, f- no, sorry, she was a, she was a uh, well-to-do woman and he was on a farm. In Darwin? Were they in, was it set in Darwin? I think so, yeah. I can't really remember it. It was shit, but... <laughs> Why don't... Well, well, maybe we could have he's, Australia he's, he's 2. It. Maybe our next movie could be Australia 2, the story of when we won the World Cup. <laughs> the, the, the yachting race. The World Cup. America's Cup. America's, America's Cup. Cup, World Cup. Well, back, back in the 80s, America was the world. Who's they had play, a song about it. We are the world. That's why they got the World Series. We are the people. Who's going to play Bondi? <laughs> Bondi, he's still kicking. He's got an actual piece of shit and... I think Steve Visard could play Bondi. I think I think Visard could pull off Bondi. Um, probably could actually. Well, what we need someone to play Dennis Cottrell. It's four foot. Do you think Danny DeVito could be Dennis Cottrell? Do <laughs> <laughs> you think about Dennis Connor? Dennis Connor. Was, yeah, Hawkey was around for the Ameri- for, for oh, America's Hawkey, Cup. Hawkey's got to be one of the big casting. I, oh, that'd be a tough. Anybody? Call. What was the big line? Oh, I think Richard Roxburgh. Do you remember? Do you remember oh, the big line? Hawkey. He'd be a good Hawkey. Yeah. The, the, the big line that he did. Yeah, he could do. Uh, Any Australian who sacks their worker for not coming no, no, in today is a bum. A bum. That's right. Was it bum. bum or mug? I bum. think it might have been mug. That is bum. It is was bum. It bum? Yeah, yeah I could, it was bum or mug. But yeah, we'd ha- that'd be like that'd be your promo clip, and you'd have Hawkey. I think there'd be a bit of deliberations. Like I'd like to see. You know, Hawkey and Keating, and it's like, ah, oh, Bob, the economy's not doing well. Ah, I think we've got to win the yacht race, damn it, Paul. <laughs> and Paul's like, I don't care about yachts. Come on, Paul, it's for Australia, you bum. Man, wait, you sound like those rubbery figures from Fast Forward back in the day, man. <laughs> I love those little segments. I'm doing this, I've, I've got a pretty bad cold at the moment, so <laughs> in my head it just all sounds the same in amalgam. But, I mean, Paul Kenny wouldn't have even watched the race. He would have been antique shopping or something. No, but he back then, him and, him and Hawkey were like, this was before, this was 83, so this was before that. They, they fell out in the mid-80s. 
So yeah. Hawke, and, and, be, I reckon they would have had their daily meetings. And it's like, and, and yachting, not yachting, yachting is highbrow enough for Keating, I think. Yachting is like one of the highest. He'd own a pair of yachting yeah. shoes. <laughs> Guarantee yeah, he'd, he'd go boating. He'd have a, he'd have a blue and white striped uh, polo for sure. I, I think there you go. If we can get, if anyone out there wants to fund our films, we've given you Son of Dundee and Australia Two, starring <laughs> Richard Roxburgh's Hawkey. These these are million dollar ideas. They are. They're going to probably lose millions of dollars, but you know, we could we could we could a bit of creative tax. Maybe Hoag's can bring his accountant out. Yeah, to do yeah. when he does his. Cam- do you reckon we can get cameo? Was when was the original? Could we somehow get Paul Hogan into Australia Two story? Uh, maybe at the time he's. It like, is around that time. Isn't it? Maybe at the time he was at the finish line, and Hoag's like, "How am I going to crack it in in America?" And like everyone's like, "Oh, Australian goes, I know, I'll make a movie about Crocodile Dundee, <laughs> and it could be the inspiration." I think we're on, we're on a winner. Inspiration here. for building a yacht. With a winged keel. No, well, the winged keel, yep. Oh, the, oh well, Ben Lexon. Who's going to play Ben Lexon? I think... Um, ben Lee. <laughs> ben Lee? Well, why not? <laughs> I think the more I think about it, Australia 2 is going to be like a trilogy movie like The Hobbit. Australia <laughs> 2 Part 3. <laughs> 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 we'll baffle them with Matt. That's right. You know, the first one can be the idea, and then the design. The second no. one can be the race. That, the third one can be just what it inspired. That's right. I reckon the. Um, I reckon that would confuse the hell out of the American audience. Have you ever heard that? I, I, like, I don't know if this is substantiated or not, but there was a movie um, that they made called uh, King George V. Mm-hmm. Um, and in America, they, re- they released it as The Madness of King George because when they market tested it, everyone thought, what were the first four movies? <laughs> <laughs> Which I think is excellent. That's so American. <laughs> I really hope that's right. Well, the fourth one has Samuel L. Jackson. And- yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, we, we, we've pitched some money ideas. I like that. It must be time for our regular segment now. Ryan, have you got some random questions for us? We have random questions. This oh, week, better do the theme song. There it is. Ryan's random questions. Excellent. Are you ready? Question number one. If you met Tony Abbott, would you punch him in the face or in the balls? Oh. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't punch him. I wouldn't punch what him. What would you do? Just I'd, silent I just, treatment? I, I just, no, I wouldn't do the silent treatment. I'd just... I'd go up. I'd go for the handshake, but I'd fake. I'd go, no, I'm not shaking your hand because I have zero respect for you as a human, a politician, or a person. Yes, indeed. I'd like to hurt him emotionally, not physically. Well, that's very highbrow of you, man. I, that's, uh, I, I, do, I do tend to agree with you. He's a very poor human. I'm not way. a violent... Like, I don't condone violence. I don't do political pricks. stuff next. <laughs> you don't do political stuff next. Goodness. Uh, there you go. So what if like a really hot politician comes up to you in a bar yeah. and says, I want to sleep with Jimmy you? Jimmy and Natasha start this boy off. Whoa. Oh, I thought you said you didn't do political stuff. You would have there to turn it down. So yeah. Natasha start this boy Stop tweeting Lester. That, that, that reminds me of my favourite Telegraph headline ever. Christina Keneally over a barrel. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Daily Telegraph newspaper. Oh, wow. Really? That was the headline? Uh, Actually, animals. Was there, there was like the... Um, Oh, God, she's moved into morning TV now. Is she really? Yeah, she's, she's really on, uh, charismatic. She's taken a baby step. She's on Channel 10's Wake Up, so I'll only see. three people have seen that. I'll go to in James Matheson. And just, um, I watched that show from up at home. You know, really? When I was still at uni anyway. But, um, You're one of the three. Yeah, like, it's sad. It's so sad. <laughs> that's I, Channel 10. I think that's their marketing slogan. <laughs> sad, so sad. Well, I think I think you'd agree that um, even if you were planning on punching Toby out, you have to do it before July one because they are introducing a punching tax as well. 
Uh, question number hear, two. Oh, actually, just well, going on that, like, I yeah. know we shouldn't do political. Did you hear already that for those out there, for our listeners who earn above 180000 sorry, I can't get through that without laughing, <laughs> but if you're listening to this and you earn over 180000 you don't want to pay the debt levy, there's actually a loophole around it. Yeah. You just you get your salary sacrifice. So visit your accountant before July what, 1st. salary sacrifice yeah. down below one hundred and eighty. Well, yeah, you can do it. So if you salary sacrifice everything package... You can get around it, like all the millionaires. Like, yeah, we're fine. Yeah, but that means you have to spend all that money. It doesn't. It's not necessarily no, it's a loophole. Not, it's like a, it is a loophole. Thank God you brought it up because all the open mic comics out there. Yeah, yeah. For need, all need, those, need to for get into the roll, rolling yeah, knee deep in one hundred eighty thousand. <laughs> yeah, man. If I'm earning one hundred eighty thousand from comedy, I think a tax is the least of my problems. <laughs> I'm more happy with that. That's fine. But there is a loophole. I'm just saying. So, but you're talking about the you're talking about just the general kind of taxation where you can deduct off your taxable. Yeah, but I mean, most people's salary sacrifice. I mean, it could be like. You know, like you get your car, your car, your petrol, you your, get your, your ivory, mor- ivory but you can get your mortgage taken off, like yeah, you get yeah. your mortgage paid, salary Negative sacrifice. Year, I salary sacrifice all the time. It's at Star City. <laughs> <laughs> this is the uh, this is the taxation segment of the show. Hope you're enjoying it, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Our guest next week will be Paul Hogan. Yeah. Uh, question number two: If you could make one unhealthy food healthy, what would it be? One unhealthy healthy food pizza. Yeah. Yep, I think pizza's got to be right up there on Can the I have top of my four? list. Yep, totally. Go for it. M&M's, Coke, <laughs> <laughs> hamburgers, and potato chips. Man. It didn't say crisp, four crisp, food groups. Crisps. 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 Yes. Crisps. I, um, I think actual just deep fried chips for me would be the number one, followed closely by pizza, thirdly by hamburgers. Because like, I, if you could eat those and they were healthy, man, I'd be the healthiest motherfucker going. It'd be fine. Is this Ryan's random questions or Ryan's dream for a whole day? Like, <laughs> sitting here thinking about it. No, no, random, <laughs> random questions. I might have been thinking about it a bit. What, what's the, what, so what? Well, I can admit, like I, I've said, I know I've said this many times on a podcast. You can get a bad punnet of blueberries, but you never get a bad packet of M and M's. That's. I reckon you could. No, no. I've 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 eaten a lot of M and M's. You've done quality time. control, don't worry. Yeah, I've, I've, had, I've had a few. I've had a few, and I've never had a bad M and M. What's your favourite type? Because there's all the different types now. Oh man, we need more time on the podcast. Peanuts? No, I don't like nuts. Um, for me, at the moment, I really like the deep dark chocolate mint flavoured ones. Ooh, wow. that sounds nice. Then coconut um, and raspberry. Man, I went through a mad crispy M and M phase about five years ago. I didn't get into crispy. I love the crispy. I didn't know this existed. I thought you had chocolate and peanut. No, there's loads now. M and M World. I went to M and M World in America. Ooh. It's not as good as you think. It sounds like it's it. all bloody merchandise. Buy an M and M t-shirt. Buy there was no there was not many M and M. Tell a Jim Jeffries show. Could you buy like one? Of, <laughs> could, you, <laughs> could you buy one of those plush uh, a plush toy of like all those ad, the advertising M and M? You could get that, every single. There were even M and M's flavors that I'd never heard of. Like you know, every color of the M and M had their own toy in their own section, but there was not enough M and M's. You want them? Yeah, well, you that's want, what I thought. M&M, 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 M&M World. Bugger me. I want some M&M's. M&M World's got to have an M&M swimming pool, man. You're just swimming around in those things. <laughs> that's, like the peanuts <laughs> with the urine samples in it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Making train tastes of nuts <laughs> and urine. Yeah. No, that's no good. Okay. So, question number three. What have you done to prepare for the end of the world? I've got some ideas, but I haven't followed through on them yet. Yeah, go on. Well... When you say the end of the world, we need to be like, is it a case of there's a comet coming to hit tomorrow, we're all buggered? No, no. Or do you mean like society's broken down? The apocalypse, yeah. But no, but I mean like, are we all going to die instantaneously or is it survival of the fittest? It's more of a Mad Max type of thing, yeah. Well, this is... (laughs) In an ideal world, I'd buy a... I'd go back to Tassie. 
Um, I'd go out, go down I went, a part of Tassie I know well, yeah. somewhere with caves and a little hut. Yeah. And I'd set up, I'd just have my, because you plant, you get your food, you get your guns, yeah. you get your books, and I'd be happy. I'd just feel like I wouldn't, I'd be hiding. I wouldn't be one of those out there, you know, oh, that guy's mm. got a, a good supply of food, let's shoot him. Yeah, yeah. But if you came on my territory, I'd be ready to go. Yeah, right. But I mean, I need some money to kickstart. Let's start a kickstarter for my other game. Yeah, yeah. Plan. But your plan needs a boat and lots of guns and stuff. A boat. I mean, and, how are you going to get there? Oh, I'm thinking. It's not like we're going to wake up tomorrow and there's riding on the streets. I think you're going to no, no. slowly... No, no, it's Mad Max. It's like, bang. Like, you wake up and, like, the world has changed and you have to just now survive. Well, that oh, that's tougher. I'd have to... In that case, my plan had, I would head to the CBD. Yeah. And I'd set up in... Because there'd be a lot of... I'd imagine there'd be a lot of abandoned buildings, a lot of offices. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'd Nobody's make my base work, there. Yeah. And I'd be like, you know... Yeah, I'd be moving around the CBD. That's there'd, there'd just be those odd people that are like going in there every day and going back to their office because you know, you know, we, you, got, be, you, got, yeah. you got you got to work. They'd say I'd be, be raiding people's stationery drawers. You know, oh, there's some M and M's that'll keep me for another week. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like the plot to um, Escape from New York, the John Carpenter film. But I, I would get a Rebel Sport and set up camp there and get the spear fishing guns out. And yeah, that's um, a good yeah. idea. Yeah. But they don't really have that much food in a Rebel Sport that's right. store. They'd have to eat protein bars. <laughs> do you think maybe um, maybe a Kmart would be better? Oh, they don't have spearfishing, do they? Kmart used to have the Australia's Choice range of shit food, but none of it do anymore. I remember Australia's. <laughs> I used to because I used to work yeah. at Kmart as a teenager. I reckon you, your mall is your best chance in that case. But you used to Westfield. work at Kmart as a teenager. Yeah, yeah, yeah Australia's to, Choice Cola was. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. It used to be seventy. I remember when it used to be fifty cents. When I, then it went up to seventy cents. And Coke was a dollar, so you ended up going to Coke, and I think that's what killed it. They no, but like Coke, like Coke gets cheaper by the year. Like when no, I was a kid, you'd pay a dollar twenty in the eighty-eight for a can, and now you're paying fifteen dollars when I on special for thirty cans in the supermarket. Yeah, but no, oh, but right. in a vending machine, it's I think I bought one the other. It's two fifty in yeah. a can. But they weren't really available in cans in the shops back then. Well, no. as in like big. They were, vending, they were vending machines. You yeah, know, no, no, no. I think I think you're talking about like the twenty-four yeah. case. Yeah, no, no yeah, the twenty-four so cases. These, these days, you're paying less for a can than you were in nineteen eighty-eight. Yeah, if you bulk buy. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. I do. <laughs> which you do. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think I think generally speaking, inflation has had an effect on the price of coke. So Lester's plan plan to skate the end of the world is to just stock up in cans of coke and, and <laughs> cans of coke and go. Wow, this is really cheap. This is much cheaper than it was five years ago. In fact, this is free. It's fantastic. <laughs> they just let me in here, and then I'll get mauled to death by Mad Max style. Yeah, yeah, like by like mutants on sort of on uh, on motorized vehicles that don't What's make any sense. What's your plan, Ryan? Um, you know what? I, I don't see myself surviving it. <laughs> you ain't I think, I think uh, yeah, I, I think I'm just probably going to... I'll probably just head to a supermarket to make sure there's enough food uh, to last a little while, but uh, I don't I don't see me winning in a fight when somebody else comes and tries to grab the M&Ms off me. If it's a Mad Max scenario, is Tina Turner involved or...? De- definitely. Well, I'd imagine she'd right be like, oh, finally. What, was it What's Love Got To Do With It, the Mad Max song? No, Thunderdome, Beyond Thunderdome. Uh, what's What's Love Got To Do With It come from? I don't know. It's Wasn't one that Mad Max? No, I don't think it was. In, in the third, in the third movie, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, she did that. We don't need another hero. Oh, that's a uh, good tune. Yeah, it's excellent. So you think Tina Turner? Do you think maybe going back a bit for Son of Dundee, we could get Tina Turner in to sing? Oh, maybe, yeah. maybe she's playing the local pub, and that's what brings Dundee Junior out of the wildlife. He's like. Oh, Tina's playing at the local. I'll go to see that. Yeah. And then she's singing her... She'd have to write a new song for it. Yeah. She's singing a song at a benefit to, to like, raise money to stop the miners. Yeah. 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 Maybe she maybe she could sing What's Love Got To Do With It when it comes to fracking. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, because we love this land. 
Fracking's a fucking great word, isn't it? It is good. It's like whoever, oh, let's get fracked. Man, I think they tried to change it too. They tried to change the word. They tried to change what people were calling it because people were having too much fun with it. Fracking. The, yeah. yeah. I imagine if you're a, if you're a journalist out there, you'd be like, you, you've got a couple of fracking headlines in in, in, yeah, the, in the in the in the, in the drafts. The, the, the Northern Territory paper went mad with that for headlines for a little while. Why have I got a fracker up my clacker? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Next to packer. That's that's the one I was thinking of before. There was uh, like when that um, when that fight broke out. There was all these different versions of it, like packer. Yeah. You know. But and the NT one, of course, went there. It said, so "I've got to packer up my clacker." It was the packer up my um, clacker. Yeah, that was the NT one, but there was one in anyway. Th- this one's going nowhere. But the the packer up my clacker one was hilarious. That was that was. So that that's it for Ryan's random questions. Yeah, random questions are over. Unless uh, well, what did you, you didn't give us an answer on the um. Let's yeah, he see, did. He's got to move into Kmart and stockpile coke. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're going to die. I'm and just going to either depending. I'm either going to go to Tassie Is or it, the or, CBD or M and M World or something. No, M and M World was a disappointment. Yeah, right. I'd reckon I'd rather go to a Seven because these days Seven Elevens have every M and M under the sun. <laughs> they do. I'm so glad I don't go out drinking and, and like, they're fortified. Seven Elevens a great idea. You just <laughs> go. You just go in there. Oh. Server, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, that that's perfect. That's Get perfect. fuel yes. and food and a, and a fortified position. And, and you just know in, in a in a post apocalyptic world, it's going to be open Seven so. Eleven. Yeah, that's right. They're the only place still trading. <laughs> you just be like Beavis and Butthead in there. Go, uh, uh, uh. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. We've got a lot out of this one, um, boys. What what would we got on the agenda in the coming weeks, Ryan? You've just what do you got next? Oh, mate, just you know. Bit of sleep, bit maybe. Of sleep? Yeah, eat. I don't know. I don't really feel like doing much at the moment. You better. Yeah, I can understand. You're probably saving your energy because we're gonna. We'll be on set for Son of Dundee for probably a couple of yeah, months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to. Should we up. shoot in the Northern Territory or? That seems like a long way to go, but yeah. I suppose we could. Yeah, no. Yeah. yeah, we should. I think that's probably you know. Yeah. I'd imagine on there'd location. be city like because the, the court case we could take him to the city because that could be a bit of fun. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, fish out of water stuff. Yeah, yeah you got to yeah. do that. Oh, imagine him in New. We'd have to see, film a scene in Newtown. We'd I think have to take him down to the pie the pie shop with the bikes. He'd be walking in there going, I don't get it. This place has got pies and it's got bikes. It makes well, there no you sense go. To me. Well, there you go. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So we'll we'll get going on that. Lester, what do you got in the coming weeks? Mate, I'm going to try and join Jay Z's entourage and um, <laughs> maybe write a few new jokes. Maybe. I think yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jay Z's entourage. Uh, uh, do you think you'll fit in the elevator with Solange Knowles? How do you say the name? Solange. I thought it was Solange. Solange? I never heard it. So it I'm, makes sense. I'm Beyonce, just, I'm just guessing. I just heard I don't think Solange because it, it sounds I don't think funny. It's a real what name. a shit name. I don't think it's a real name. I don't think it matters. What would you prefer to be called, Beyonce or Solange? I'd love to have that name and have her money, but Jesus Christ, that's. Well, Jay Z's not exactly. Well, his name's Sean Carter, isn't it? Is that... No, um, is it something Carter? Because she calls us a Mrs. Carter. She'd be on say. Oh, you want to hear something stupid? I just figured out the other day about Will I Am. It's just William with dots. <laughs> I only just got that. <laughs> That's really? one of the worst stage names in history. It's awful, isn't it? I mean, Will it, I Am. Yeah. You, I knew that. I it's gather just William. it's William. Oh, you see it, I go, William. That's not a really hit. Well, oh, uh, maybe Will that I was am. it. Maybe it was the first time I'd ever seen it written. I just heard people say it on the radio, Will I Am. And then I saw it written. I was like, oh, that's just William with I suppose dots. it's better than Will Liam. Will yeah will 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 I uh, M? Oh, the rest of the Black Eyed Peas. It was Fergie. Why will I am? Why Liam? Why Liam? Why Liam? Why L Liam? Yeah. There you go. There you go. Black Eyed, you Black Eyed Peas. You hoping for them? And well, he's, he's, a, he's a former Black Eyed Peas as well, isn't he? Like and Fergie. Geez, that 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 band's like been responsible for some pretty like heinous repercussions, hasn't it? <laughs> when I was in LA, actually, I went past Will I Am's um, Beverly Hills Mansion, and they're like, oh, he paid twenty million for this. I'm like, really? He's got twenty million? Yeah. That's like really not, that bad, guy? not bad from downtown fucking Haiti. Yeah, yeah. Where's from? Yeah. Oh wow. Good on him. But, um, 
that London Bridge song by Fergie, you know, how come every time I come round? When London, London Bridge goes down. <laughs> that, was, that was the death of music. I thought Nitty was the death of music, but that was the death of music. Music will never die. It'll just keep getting worse and worse and worse. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's dead. It's dead, but it's still walking around, zombified. Yeah, but do you realise, like, for us, like, I think my music is frozen in the late 90s, early 2000s. Lester, you're probably, uh, you're probably, you're a little, you're, nine, you're a 90s bought in heart. Mine's frozen in 1965, but... Well, they, no, yeah. but I mean, like, for you, and Ryan, you, what about you? What's your... Uh, late 80s, synth pop. That's really? Yeah, that's awesome. That's but where I'm stuck, There's yeah. probably someone now... I'm going through a massive synth phase. Like, there's probably yeah. someone now who's in their 20s just going, yeah, music just peaked at the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> like, for them, Will I, Am, Will I Am is there, and Fergie are their Lennon McCartney. <laughs> the, the, and, and these are the kids that we're going to fucking kick off the doll for six months. They need that money. They my need lumps, help. My lovely lady, lady loves it. Oh, man, Will Ferrell doing that in Blades of Glory was hilarious. Fucking outrageous. Let's it? get retarded. <laughs> Let's get retarded in here. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been another show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, this one, <laughs> that's a big wrap. This has been another show. <laughs> yeah, well, you ladies, never know. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we fucking got through it. <laughs> we battled through, you know, there, there was highlights. We've come up with some good ideas. We've potentially got getting sued by either a rugby, a rugby league commentator or... Um, well, there's a lot of people we could Mate, if, if they don't like it, they can get fracked. Get fracked. There you, you go. That, that, there's your episode title. Get fracked. That's who we're going to get sued by. The miners. They're going to come and go. That's not what fracking is. We're going to we an injunction on your podcast. But an I injunction think, see, on I your think podcast. You sold frack. I think you did fracking more good than harm. So I don't. I don't think you're going to. I don't think we got anyway. More good they than can harm. sue us. Sue us. Come at us. We need the publicity. <laughs> Maybe if all that we could go to court because we get some p- coverage. It'd be a good plan. Actually, that's true. We could podcast from the courtroom. Oh, that'd be good. Do, would that? Would that? Would, would they get you in contempt for that? Like yeah. podcasting while See, that's like a fr- I recently like. I've ne- have either of you guys done jury duty? No, no. I got Lester, caught up for you've, it once. No, I want to get jury duty, but I'm just worried. Like, why I'll, do you want to get jury duty? Because you get paid. You get to I think of the material. <laughs> like I'm a stand-up I think comedian. You get compensated if you've got a job, so that doesn't help you. <laughs> no, but think about it. I'm a stand-up comedian. I work nights. Imagine all the material I could get and going, oh, this is gold. Are you allowed to have a notepad in the dock? <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to. Yeah, yeah but, so I but get... not, not for the purposes of joke writing. <laughs> I'd, be sure. there, I'd get hours of material. Sure. I mean, the, I, sure, I probably wouldn't be allowed to tweet about Man, it. That'd, but... get, that'd get you some publicity. Like, you're doing material based on stuff you've seen in the courtroom, and the, and yeah, the judge it... finds out about it and holds you in contempt. That'd be awesome. Oh, well, there you go. There's my career plan. So if anyone's out there who know, who's got a hookup for jury duty, call me. I really want on in on a case. There you have it. Mark Williamson wants to to do jury duty. I do. I doesn't, doesn't want to serve the public, mind you. He just wants to serve his own interests. I saw Paulie Shaw's jury duty. That was a, he had fun in that movie. It for would sure. be fun, and you get a free lunch too. They cater for it as well. So sequestered. And now you're reminding me of The Simpsons. Now when Homer gets jury duty, that was pretty funny. He he, st- he, he says not guilty, so they can get sequestered in a hotel for the weekend. <laughs> they don't do that. They don't do that anymore. We don't get hotels. Like you just yeah. you get to go home. But for me, you just, it'd be just promise, like, you just had to promise not to talk about it. Yeah, yeah as if that, as if I'm going to be able to do yeah. that. It'd be like I'm you, just, you'd get out of there sequestered, not allowed to talk about the case. You know, so anyway, I was in jury duty today. You'd be on stage telling everybody. Oh, I'll be flying the crowd. <laughs> go, hey guys, I'm performing tonight at the Old Manly Boat Shed. Come and hear what I really think about. The <laughs> Is case. the defendant on bail? Does he want to come to the show? 
Oh, this is... <laughs> hey, Judge, what are you doing tonight? You want to come? That's right. I'll put you on the door. Plus one? What do you mean, plus three? What? Oh, you're bringing the bailiffs? Cool. Excellent. Yeah, bring, oh, in, you... bring the tip stuff. There you go. In. You've got my next Melbourne Comedy Festival show, Jury Duty by Day, Stand Up by Night. Yeah, indeed. And then I reckon I'll get it. Such a good idea. I think it'll be a really good show. <laughs> there you go. We're full of ideas, ladies and gentlemen. So thank you guys for tuning in. Um... We're going to be start putting up some bonus episodes on a Wednesday now. Um, some of them will be new episodes. Some of them will be some of our f- favourites that we've haven't haven't got the love we think they deserve. So, if you listen to this on iTunes, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you're listening on iTunes, give us a review or rating. I know we harp on about it, but it really, really helps. And it's some iTunes works. It's not based on how many listeners you get. It's how many people are talking about your podcast. I don't know. If you can, just give us a rating or a review. All of them help. And if you're not listening to us on iTunes, sweet, check out comedyonedge.com. Um, there's going to be a lot more content added there soon, so keep checking out. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the podcast, tell your friends about it. Um, we like talking each week, and we like talking and knowing people listen to it. So thank you guys for doing that. Oh, yeah, Ryan, you're on Twitter at... Ryan V. Crawford. Lester at... At LesterDiamond28 slash fracking. Slash fracking. There you go. Hashtag fracking, shouldn't it be? And I'm um, at M underscore W underscore OH. Comedy on Edge is at Comedy on Edge. Thank you guys for listening. Have a good week. And Ryan, hit the music. Music.